You're listening to the Getting Swamped Podcast. Your number one podcast for Florida Gator football. Scared money don't make money. They obviously got some momentum, won 10 games uh, in a really good group, well-coached group, and uh, got some ability, and uh, we've got nothing but respect for that. So we can do much better as a team, you know, individually, collectively, uh, myself from a leadership standpoint. Um, you know, it's my job to have the team ready to play. We weren't as ready to play today as we needed to be. You know, the things that disappoint me are the penalties, um, some situational mistakes in the game. Uh, certainly a lot of things that we can do from a coaching perspective. Uh, I do think we um, hung in there on defense. You know, we didn't produce much on offense, but I thought our defensive players hung in there for a while. Um, you know, I do believe that offensively early, we had some penalties in the fringe red area that I think, you know, we had some chance there to maybe create some points and momentum in the game and missed out on that. I think certainly um, you know, we can do more, right? I think from my perspective, I can do more to help our team. So um, I, I don't want to lose sight of um, a group of players in that locker room uh, that are going to play for the Gators for the last time. You know, and that's what we've been doing here um, the last few minutes is just spending time with that group. You know, I'm really challenged the players. You know, we've got some unbelievable seniors that are going to play, that played for the last time. Just their example, uh, their growth, uh, the things that they've done to help us create a little bit different team dynamic. Um, you know, this is a group that everything we've asked them to do from a work standpoint um, has been unbelievable. So just a lot of great stories with some seniors, some of which uh, don't even play. You know, they're just on the team. So. Um, you know, that, I think this game is about the people that you do it with, right? The people you coach with and, more importantly, the people you play with and the people you coach. So a um, ton of respect for some of these seniors and what they've done uh, to help us. Uh, we're going to learn from today, right? I think that's the key, right? It's fuel for the fire. Uh, obviously, it causes you to evaluate a lot of different things. Uh, but hats off to Oregon State. Uh, they won the game today. Uh, no question about that. No question about that is right. And excuse my voice today, I am getting over a cold, so my voice is kind of hoarse today, but Florida loses to Oregon State here. 30-3 to in the game went the, the way that I thought it would go for Oregon State. I expected Florida to at least put up some points. They did put up yardage. I mean, Jack Miller, 180 passing yards, but Florida only 39 rushing yards. And look, I know Osiris Torrance wasn't playing this game, but it's only one guy. I mean... I know half the roster have either went to the NFL to opt out or they went to the transfer portal. I get all of that. But, like, I expected Florida to at least get some kind of run in this game, and they didn't. Uh, Montreal Johnson with only 14 yards, ETN with only 14 yards, averaging 1.3 yards per rush for Montreal Johnson and 1.8 for Trevor ETN. I really didn't get why Florida was trying to run the ball up the middle. It just wasn't working. They should have got a little bit more creative in the run game maybe some option tosses or something like that. I've said that all year. You know, it is what it is. Uh, play calling, I would say, was subpar. Um, it kind of has kind of been almost all year. Um, but when you have this many people missing and you're going up against a ranked 14 team that's 9-3 that's got all their guys, this is the end result that you're going to get. I mean, Jack Miller, 
never started a collegiate game in his career. As I said, he only threw for 180 yards. Florida with 219 total offensive yards. That's what you get. I mean, I'm not going to really break down the game as much because I expected the result. The only thing that really I was looking for in this game was how the young guys look and how they can play and what we got coming up for us next year as we turn the page. Um, A lot of work to do. Lots and lots of work to do. Florida definitely needs to hit that transfer portal pretty hard, and also Florida needs to do something high school recruiting. Florida right now, not even in the top 10 in recruiting right now, missing on a big five-star prospect this week. We'll get into that, too, with Clifford Taylor. I'll have him on and discuss NIL and his thoughts on that whole scenario there, on top of kids opting out for the NFL and such. But, man, just uh, you know, a sour way. To end the season, I guess. You know, at least we didn't get shut out. I know that that record was on TV. I think it was like since 1988, Florida's never been shut out. And it was like over 400 games, something like that. Um, so at least you can hold your head high on that. But that's the only thing that, that that's good that came out of this football game. As I said, man, I expected Jack Miller to perform the way that he did, not having a collegiate snap as a quarterback. Also, his offensive line not playing really well for him. He had pressure in his face all day. Anytime that Oregon State blitzed, He only had like two seconds to throw the football. Can't really blame Jack Miller just based on his experience and the type of pressure that he was playing with. Does look like kind of a serviceable backup if you get him in there, but uh, he's got a lot of work to go. Got a lot of work to do with Jack Miller there, and I'm pretty sure Florida will enter the transfer portal looking for a transfer portal quarterback here. Uh, But anybody that's like insanely upset about this bowl game is uh, they were just lying to themselves. (laughs) I mean, I predicted Florida would lose 21 to 31. I figured Florida would put up some points. Um, Didn't even do that, but I I knew Oregon State was going to at least score in the 30s. So I was close on that one. Um, Oregon State scoring 30. I predicted 31 there. But I took to Twitter and I said, bowl game done and the Florida Gators football season comes to an end. What are your thoughts? And you guys responded resoundingly once again. I'll start with the first comment. Matthew Rowland's season was about what I thought. I pegged 7-5. and Vandy messed me up. I'm glad we didn't play UCLA. They would still be scoring touchdowns. Yeah, I am very glad we did not play UCLA. Cautiously optimistic about the offseason next year. Yeah, that's kind of how I am here too. Um, Recruiting hasn't been doing what we thought it would be doing towards the end of the season is still not over. Early signing day is not over. There could be some quote unquote surprises, something coming. We don't know. I mean, it changes every day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I expected, I said eight and four. I was a little bit more optimistic and there was some really close one touchdown games that we lost. And uh, yeah, it could have swayed either way. We could have been nine and three. We could have been eight and four. We could have been seven and five. And fortunately we were six and seven ending the season there. Um, but you know, I'm a little bit optimistic about getting Billy Napier's guys in here. And and look, like the the kids that went into the portal, I'm not mad at them. Um, if, if your heart's not in it and you feel like you want a different scenery or something, I'd rather you just be in the portal and transfer. I don't want kids out there playing in a school they might think they don't want to be at anymore and all that because you're just not going to get the best out of them. So um, it is what it is. Florida's got a lot of roster to clean up, a lot of transfer portal things to do too. And we'll see early. Signing day, national signing day, and I'll say this, even though that we're upset about, I, I, I'll get into recruiting a little bit on this episode, but now even though we're upset with the results of recruiting right now, it's the, the class isn't really that bad, to be honest. I mean, I think there's nine or ten kids that are going to be in the Under Armour All-American games. I think there's a lot of kids that are underrated in this class, too. Eugene Wilson, I think, should be way back up there. Um, got a composite 110 or somewhere in there, and Jakeem Jackson. A great kid there, too. Uh, Got to hold on to these kids, though. Can't let the uh, the uh, Miamis and the, I don't know, any other schools sneak up on you and steal them away from you. So uh, 
Good thing we got Rashad in the fold as well. That helped out a little bit there too. But I'll have on, as I said, Clifford Taylor later on in the episode. We'll discuss NIL, transfer portal, uh, recruiting, and uh, you know his thoughts on NIL. But let me go through a couple more of these comments. Low key in the 850 says, my thoughts were we better load up on talent from where we can get it. And I don't give a F how we get it. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. You got to load up on talent. If you don't load up on talent, especially in the SEC, like Miami with their class, even though it's kind of top-heavy, they can still get away with that in the ACC. They don't. You don't play great teams in the a- ACC. Not right now. It, it, it's a different world. The SECs where most of the talent's at. It's do or die in the SEC. You got to recruit elite in the SEC to win games to get to that playoff. Um, so I do agree with you there. Got to load up on talent. Uh, Miss Katie says time to root for the rest of our great Florida Gators teams. Go Gators! Yeah. No matter what my opinions are on the team recruiting, I can spit out whatever I want to negatively or positively. I'm always going to support Florida, always going to support the Gators, always going to support the Gator Collective and the NIL efforts that they do. And I think that's what every fan should do. I mean, it's okay to be upset. Like, I, I, I'm irritated. I'm irritated right now with what's going on. It's been one long season. Uh, so powering out through these podcasts, gets, it gets a little bit tiring when you lose on a lot of things. So uh, last week we had some good news. DJ Lagway, the 2024 uh, five-star quarterback. So 2024 is looking bright. Hopefully we can hold on to those guys. And um, Hopefully get a top five class in 2024. Lane Tyndall says, let Billy be the CEO and get you all those puzzle pieces. Yep, that's all you really got to do. I mean, it's Billy Napier's first year. You got to give him two, three years for whatever whatever time he gets. But I'll say that the, the, the time span for a head coach at the University of Florida is very short. <laughs> you go back to the last three, four head coaches, you'll know. Urban Meyer stayed here because he was successful and he won national championships, but... Coaches after him, look what happened to them. They were out the door. Um, GP, the three says, focus on the future. <laughs> yep, exactly. Felipe Delecto, uh, brother of Pierre. I, I hope I said that right, man. <laughs> uh, thank God it has ended. It looks so forward to this season, and it has been such a disappointment. Well, let's hope for much better next year. Yep, that's all you can do. Let the ones who are culture cancer leave and start the transition to build this foundation the right way that is from pf yep i agree with you there as well carrie howard says lit billy cook morgan says couldn't end fast enough yeah that is a painful season i i get that as i said powering through these podcasts were uh <laughs> uh it was hard uh i love it though i love it i love giving fan interaction i love talking to you guys gator stand club says it is what it is time to move on and get better every day Lucas the Gator Man says the game itself was horrible, but I think Billy is the guy. Give the guy time. Yeah, I think he is. And Blue Chip Billy says, oh, no, we suck again, like the Adam Standler thing. Yeah, it's just a joke, guys. Um, Going through a little bit more comments here. Um, (laughs) MDN says, not great, Bob. No, not at all. Got some quote tweets here. Napier's got to change these players' mindsets. Too many quitters. Um... (laughs) I guess. I mean, like the people that quit or the people that have bad attitudes uh, hit the portal before <laughs> the portal. Uh, uh, one of them got kicked off the team, as we all know about. But, um, you know, I don't think there's quitters on the team. I think the people that were quitting went into the portal. Um, as I said, man, when when your, your roster depth is just isn't there for a bowl game, I mean, you're having to play starters, continuous snaps. I mean, of course, you can switch them out, but it's it's not going to bode you too well. So I get if there was some players that were winded and just tired. And look, I, I don't play the game of football. I'm not going to judge a player for their efforts. But I did see one play where, you know, a lot of people were talking about Prince Lee and Milan, and I'm like, 
yeah, he could have been winded and tired, but you should have still had a little bit more effort than that. But I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to judge a player based on their play or how they do things. Like that's up to the coaching staff to evaluate and look at. And if they don't think a player's given up the effort, they'll put somebody else in there. That's just their job. And uh, last comment from Uno here, started out high, then it ended low. Yeah, uh, started out high in recruiting too and ended low there too as well. Can't really say it ended low, but uh, we still got time. But speaking of recruiting and NIL, I caught up with Clifford Taylor earlier today to talk about NIL recruiting and things of that nature. And we will have that interview on the second part of Getting Swamped coming up. Need a sign for your company, your man cave, your live stream or podcast? Give my guy Brandon White a shout out at White & Sons Wood Carving. He has the best handcrafted signs nationally, all custom fit for your needs. With state-of-the-art paint and epoxy, you can have that glow of your sign too with some custom LEDs as a package as well. Give him a shout out on Twitter at WS Wood Carving. You can also follow him on Twitch and check out his Facebook page at White & Sons Wood Carving. Top of the line signs made from scratch. Lots of people I wonder, what's Gator Collective? It's a team of talented athletes and passionate fans. It's the playbook for our NIL success. To earn compensation for our name, image, and likeness. It's exclusive access to unforgettable moments. <gasps> this includes autographs, interviews, appearances, and more. It's what connects Gator athletes like me. And me. And me. With you. So what are you waiting for? You are a part of our team when you join the Gator Collective. You do a great job supporting your Gators. This is your chance to show your support off the field. Join Gator Collective today and help Gator Nation be the best place for NIL opportunities. Go to GatorCollective.com today and support the Gators like never before. Christmas time is here, folks, and I know your bank accounts have to be running dry from all the kiddos to the family members' presents and stocking stuffers, but your boy David Soderquist can help you put some extra stuffing in your stocking when you join Prize Picks today with promo code SWAMPED. And no, I'm not talking about filling your stocking with coal. I'm talking about doubling your first deposit up to $100 by entering promo code SWAMPED when you join PrizePicks.com today. PrizePix offers a variety of sports like soccer, MMA, football, basketball, tennis, volleyball, you name it. PrizePix has it all for you, folks. PrizePix is rated 4.8 stars out of 5 on every platform with thousands of satisfied customers. PrizePix also allows you to mix up your lineups with a variety of sports athletes or spreads all in one lineup as well. Join PrizePix today with promo code SWAMPED and let your boy David Soderquist bring Santa to your wallet early before Christmas Day. PrizePix.com daily fantasy simplified you're listening to the getting swamped podcast with your host david soderquist your number one source for all things college football and florida gators all right folks we're here with clifford taylor former tight end at the university of florida and clifford man the uh season May not have went the way that us Florida Gator fans wanted it to go. Six and seven, we finally end the season. Can't say really on a bad note, considering all the players that were out for the bowl game. Uh, Florida yeah. loses to Oregon State there 30-3. to three. First off, Clifford, your thoughts on the bowl game and the season overall as a whole, man? Not surprised, one. Uh, <laughs> secondly, uh, I'm just glad that we scored. And yeah. So, keep that was like 436 
436 games now, something like that. So yeah. listen, we'll take we'll take any win we can get after yesterday. But uh no, I think I think this this year, not just for the team, but for, I think for like Gator fans was really like humbling in a sense because you know, you got the crazies that are like national championship this year, SEC, but it's like my man like like be realistic like he's basically picking up the pieces that were left you know with mullins recruiting class a few guys that he brought in and one thing that i appreciated about about napier this year is that he he had like quite a bit of freshmen you know get some get some burn which was really surprising to me because like when i was there only like i would say one or two freshmen would get some burn and then the others just pretty much pretty much red shirts so it was cool it was cool seeing like guys like you know shamar and and for, I knew ETN was good, but I didn't realize he was gonna like come out the gate the way he the way he did. I mean, that's insane. I mean, free, I mean, when they say free seven, it's 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 no joke. So him and him and Trail next year, they gonna they gonna I think they gonna shock a lot of people. Um, Osiris, Torrance, man. I mean, I've you know I've seen a lot of good old linemen at Florida, but man, he's he's a different breed. I mean, he is he's different. I mean, he'll be he'll be he'll be drafted somewhere, making a lot of money on Sundays for a lot of years and. Even even with Rich, you know, it, I think I think this year we saw a lot of ups and we saw like a little bit of downs in, in his game, but nonetheless, he got game. Like yep. he got game. Like he's he's first round caliber. And right now, actually, I'm seeing I'm actually seeing that the Panthers are looking at him right now in the mock draft. So I'm like, look, man, I'm like, if you go to my if you go to my my team, I'm like, look now, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna need I'm gonna need those field tickets. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need something. I'm gonna need like give me like a sweet something. Just just hook, hook a brother up. Like you come in my hometown. So, but um, but nah, man. Like uh, it's like I said, this year was just pretty much like a learning experience. And you know, I, as I say, it can only it can only go up from here. Even with the three hundred thousand people that left our team in the last week or so. So, nah, it's just one of those things where you just gotta like you know live from it, learn from it, and just you know just move on. But yeah, all eyes on next year in twenty twenty four for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Osiris Torrance, zero sacks his whole career for four zero. years. Zero. Yeah. And then only 24 quarterback hurries in four years. That's six quarterback hurries a year. Unreal. That's yeah. unreal. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. That's I don't think any other offensive lineman has had those kind of statistics at all in college. Uh, not that I can, uh, that, I, that I, I can remember. I would have to, you'd have to go back and look. It was a lot of history there. But uh, you mentioned yeah. Anthony Richardson. Um, what are your thoughts? You know, you're saying he's going to the NFL and all of that. Um, you know, had a had a decent season. I wouldn't say that like maybe he was a rule beater passer or anything like that. Um, but made plays, complete freak of an athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that you want, all the intangibles, the NFL. I'm sure he's going to kill the combine. Uh, what are your thoughts on Richardson going to the NFL? Do you think maybe you know he sits behind somebody, gets developed a little bit more, maybe, or do you think maybe he could kind of be a plug and play kind of guy? He might be plug plug and play, uh, kind of like what you said. I think he's going to have. I think it's gonna have a monster, uh, monster combine because, like I said, like you don't, you don't see a lot of six five, two hundred forty pound qu- quarterbacks nowadays. Like he was literally made out of a factory, and I saw it yeah. when he like enrolled early, you know, back in twenty nineteen, you know, when we was prepping for the Orange Bowl, and I was like, oh, he's gonna be something. Like he's mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna be something, and you saw glimpses of it, you know, during the. Um, you know, during the 20, uh, 2020 season and then 2021, of course, he, he showed like, okay, like this, this dude's going to be, this dude's going to be some, something else. And so this year, once he got his like starting role, I think that Utah game, I mean, you want to talk about hype after, after that game, it was like Heisman, give, give it to him already. And then, yeah. you know, of course gets humbled the next week, learns from it. 
But I think like one thing, one thing I love, I love about Richardson so much is that like he never like no matter what's going on in the game, he's always he's always like this. You never see like you know in his body language like he gives up, he quits or anything like that. So that's one thing I respect about him. Like because there's been plenty of games where it's like you know we could have we could have just stopped the ship. Like for example, the LSU game took matters in his own hands and took it like what eighty something yards to the crib yeah. and so. I think he has, I think he has, I mean, he's very talented. He's got those leadership qualities and I think that'll trend transition very well into the league. So, uh, knock on wood and fingers crossed that he does end up with the Panthers because, you know, I, I'll have to cop a two or a 15, whichever one he decides to do. And then, uh, from, yeah, from there, man, I mean, he'll just, you know, he'll, he'll do his thing. I, I think, I think he'll be fine in the NFL. I was, I was stunned, but not really that he declared. Cause like around the end of the season, it's like, Still got some stuff to clean up. Maybe he'll stay another year and clean it all up. But it was just like, eh, who who knows? And I could just tell by his press conferences, it's like, yeah, he 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 gone. <laughs> so, yeah. So when I he mean, declared, I was like, you know what? Good for him. Holy cow! And Bob Bay just scored two in a row. It's tied up. Oh really? World tied Cup? Up. Huh? Yep. Oh my god! I'm gonna have to start watching some of that uh, when we when we it's get done two, with two this. Now. Yeah, Richardson. Um, as I said, uh, the bowl game. If you watched that bowl game yesterday, and you ever had any doubts about Richardson, and maybe you should have stayed another year, well, go back and look at that bowl game and say, oh well, we we missed Richardson and Osiris Torrance, didn't we? <laughs> because that was like rough. crazy. That was rough to watch. And of course, you know, Jack Miller really didn't have a lot of time to throw the football. He had pressure in his face just about every play. So you can't really put it on Jack Miller most of there. But uh, at the same time, man. It is what it is. It's what we expected with all those players being out. Lots of kids in the portal. Uh, lots of kids declaring for the draft. Understandable. And when somebody flashes that first round money in front of you, that's hard to pass up, whether you think you're ready or not. So Fact. I don't blame Richardson, Torrance, anybody for taking that. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him at all. <laughs> yeah, hats off to him, man. I, I definitely couldn't do it. So uh, <laughs> anyway, um, nil. It's definitely changed the game across the board in recruiting. Uh, I think you were still at Florida on the cusp of NIL, weren't you? Right as I left, that was when it was like starting, because it was it was actually supposed to start, um, and if you remember in winter of 2021. So if it was if it was still there, I probably would do a fifth year to be honest with you, uh, but obviously it didn't, and then stalled to spring, and then it stalled to you know summer, and um, yeah, so I, I kind of left just as it was like really picking up steam and i'm kind of jealous because man if i stayed another year whew, my, yeah. my my account my account will be pretty much what it is now now if not more but as a 21 22 year old yeah for people that don't know clifford has a huge social media following especially on tiktok and everywhere else and uh yeah he, he probably could have benefited a lot from uh -huh. nil sitting there that that last year there yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, even now, like I joke, I joke with some of the guys in the squad. Now I'm like, bro, y'all realize if I was on the team, I would have, man, I'm talking about, I would have some restaurant, I would have some, I already had Gatorade at that point. You would, you I would, would, I would, I would have, I would have had it. <laughs> I would have had it. So, you would have served waffles instead of pancakes, right? Hey, hey, something, something. <laughs> Yeah, uh, definitely, yeah, it definitely would have been a game changer. But I mean, nonetheless, though, I, I think of it as like a blessing also because it's like a lot of people don't realize it's like most of my like career is because of Florida. I mean, hell, you see you see me now still wearing like the jerseys and my skits. And it's just like yep. which, you know, I 
I really want to give it up at some point. I really do, man, because it's like, you know, I'm 23 now, so I can't just keep like, no matter what I wear, it's gonna be relatable. So I'm just like, let me, let me just, let me just get like a jersey deal or something, so I don't have to, you know, wear this 24 seven. But people get a kick out of it, so I'm just like, all right, <laughs> okay. But um, but yeah, no, nah, like nil is, I'm I'm jealous, especially like with these superstars, like getting car deals, Outback Steakhouse and stuff like that. I'm like, dang, like I, I kind of, I, I wish I had that, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, what about 2020, man? Didn't you get an extra year for that? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, at that point, like, at that point, my eyes were all set on just, like, working as a graphic designer. Like, I was, like, yeah. I was content. I was happy. But I, I, I tell people all the time, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but it's just, like, man, it's, like, if we had a regular schedule in 2020, like, if we were playing, like, cupcakes, I have, I have no doubt, no doubt that I would have played that year. No doubt. Cause we only had like five tight ends and me and Odom were like right there with each other. Yeah. If we, if we played like, you know, uh, DeVry or, you know, Jacksonville state, I have no doubt that I, that I probably would have played. So it's, it's, it's a lot of what ifs, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still thankful for it. Nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. And anyway, it, it has changed the game. I mean, you look at recruiting now, it's a whole different world. Uh, the NCAA doesn't seem to care to regulate it. And you're hearing oh, yeah, about nah. like these huge million dollar contracts given out to these high school athletes before they even step foot on a college campus. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, I don't. Because in my mind, it's like 17, 18 years old. You're offering them two million to yeah. come to. I'm like, yo, I'm like, Give, give give that to the current players, you know what I mean? But but uh, but I uh I get it, but I don't at the same time. I mean, a lot of these boosters and a lot of these NIL guys, they want to win, like I said, they want to win today. So they'll do anything to go to any length surmountable to be like, all right, let's let's bring you in, sign this deal, we'll give you five million dollars. And I'm just like, like, because I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I love the gators, like I but if I was like a highly title recruit and you know, uh, LSU or Georgia, they was offering me $5 million. Sorry. Well, I, mean, hey, well, I, mean, I mean, when you, I mean, I'm not going to say on camera whether I would sign or not, but like, when you consider it, like when you yeah. like, <laughs> you have to sleep on it or something. So, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's pros and cons to it. Um, especially like from a financial standpoint, because I mean, you see what A&M, I mean, they're literally making jokes about it, how, how like they paid all these freshmen just for them, you know, to hit the portal. So it's like, take the money and run. So I, I look at it just from a financial standpoint, like these guys got to be careful who they give their money to, because they could finesse you and turn it back on you like that. Because like yeah. money, money is the, I mean, it's purity of all evil. And we've seen that with recruiting, the transfer portal, all that. So it's just like, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do a bid, make sure, make sure, make sure that guy's committed. Make sure he's invested. Otherwise, you're losing out on, on millions. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm in the, I'm in the category of please be careful on both ends. <laughs> yeah, and, and you see right now with the portal, there's like 1,300 people in the portal right now. That's insane. Like that's Crazy. completely insane. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you see these recruiting battles, and of course, the Florida Miami thing's been a big deal between both schools <laughs> right now with, with John Ruiz, Ma's brothers, you know, Florida, uh, whatever. Uh, flipping Rashada there did help 
him did help a little bit. You, you got him a little bit later than what you should have, and maybe maybe he saw the light. He was just like, uh, maybe I could take a little bit less and be at a school I really want to be at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and what do you think about that now? Like, say, like if school A offers you say like nine fifty k a year, right? But school B is mm-hmm. offering you maybe seven fifty or eight hundred k a year, but School A is a school that maybe you might not like going to, but they're offering a little bit more as, as opposed to School B that has everything that I would, you want. And it, I, w- I would, I would do B. Yeah, because I'm I'm all about like who they are as people, the relationships. Like, if it's that close of a gap, a couple hundred thousand at that point wouldn't hurt me. And that's crazy because that that's a boatload of money, but wouldn't wouldn't hurt me. So I w- I would go with School B. Now you've seen issues with like Texas A and M. They had that big historic mm. class, eight five stars, a bunch of top one hundred players, and then now right. this year you see a lot of them in the portal. I think Texas A and M has the most kids in the, the portal most. right now. And then you saw mm. what happened. Like you have kids speeding in parking lots while they're you know smoking a little bit in the car, and then they get caught in the locker room. I mean, NIL can be a cattle a really bad catalyst to your program if you're not careful and you just throw money at every single five star. Am I not right? Yeah, I mean, like you said, man, I mean, Texas A&M is, is living proof, but I'm willing to bet that Texas A&M, they do the same strategy next year. I mean, after the catastrophic year they had, they're like, yo, double it, <laughs> double it. So, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know, man, the, the, the portal, I, I personally wish the portal would open after bowl season, yeah, after the national championship, because now you st- you see all these players transferring and it's like, bro, you got one more, you got one more game. Yeah. That's how I think about it. Like you got one more game, just ride it out. And plus that's an experience. Like these guys Mm -hmm. go to the Vegas bowl. Granted, it's not like a new year six bowl, but it's still like these guys had a, had a great time. So it's like, you're, you're missing out on that experience. And it's like, come on, man, just, 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 just ride it out. Like, man, I couldn't believe, man, my, my guy, when, when I saw my guy Chief hit the port, I was like, oh, damn, oh, man. I was upset like, by that, too. Nah, Chief, because Chief was, like, Chief was my guy, like, granted, he was, like, a special teams guy, but he, like, you could just tell he was, you know, some form of a leader on that squad, and so, yeah, I was, I was, I was stunned by that, but, yeah, I just wish they did a little, like, a little revamping with the portal, like, as far as, like, opening dates and stuff like that, but, um, I mean, I'm. I don't know, especially with this new president coming in. I don't know if he's gonna take action, you know, right away. He might just like give it a year and just kind of see, you know, get his get his feet wet. But I don't, I don't know, man. The portal, it, it's a mess, and I'm sure you're gonna have a whole bunch of players, you know, coming back because ain't nobody in the portal want them. No disrespect to them, but it's just, it's bound to happen. Yeah. Now, do you do you think with like NIL, should there be like an initial salary cap? Like, say, um, they're only allowing schools to offer kids. And, you know, of course, you can't sign and until you're enrolled and all that. But you can flash an NIL contract in front of a high school kid and say, "Hey, you can sign this once you enroll," and then whatever. Do you think there should be a salary cap on that? But after the salary cap, your NIL you know, earnings are endless once you get enrolled and all that. You can take other NIL deals and then you can basically make your own money off your name, image, and likeness and not, like, be offered uh, just a substantial amount of money right off the bat. And then it makes it kind of fair for all the schools across the board if you're trying to recruit. Um, I think so. And I'm going to be a little – I'm going to be a little biased. I would say, like, have a seller cat not just for, like, the stars, but have it for, you know, for everyone. 
Um, who who was it um, that that gave every player? I think it was like twenty five thousand. Was it Texas Tech? Something like that earlier in the year. Yeah, it was, they gave, like, I remember every. They gave every player like twenty five thousand. Like, like listen, twenty five thousand dollars ain't nothing to you know sleep on. Like that's that's good for a, for a college kid. So that's good for me. I definitely, <laughs> I, I definitely think there should be a salary cap for sure, and because you're gonna get deals regardless, especially if you're a superstar. So treat it, treat it like a business. I mean, we're already treating it like pro sports. We might as well, you know, treat it the same way too. And so I think, you know, if you get a balanced salary cap and then, you know, have a, I wouldn't say balanced, but balanced playing field and, and, and then allow all these companies to, to, you know, pick who they want. I think, I think that makes the most sense instead of just like, just giving one guy, you know, a couple mil and then another guy, nine, 90K or, you know, hundred K, whatever the case is. So I, I, I personally think there should be a salary cap and it's crazy because when this first started, I was like, Hey, these guys, it, it don't matter. But like kind of seeing it kind of get out of hand and get to these dudes egos and seeing, you know, guys, you know, take the money and run. There's gotta be some, some, some form of format. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll even go into this. We'll go even further. Like people in the NFL, they're a lot older. They're in their, <laughs> some of them are in their thirties, upper twenties. Um, not high school kids, not 18, 19, 20 years old. There's a there's a big jump between 20, 21 to 25 to 28 mm. to 30. I mean, Absolutely. huge jump. You're you're a little bit more responsible and, and you think about things differently at that age. Financial uh, advisors, all that. Mm. Right. And you got financial advisors. You got all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, what are your like the differences between the ages in the NFL and all of that? Like you're you're going to make more responsible decisions now. That's why I think there should be sort of some sort of salary cap just based on the fact that, like, if I was 18 and you're going to offer me millions of dollars, uh, I don't know what I'm going to be doing with it. It's going to be some crazy stuff, that's for sure, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, at 38, I would probably be a little bit more responsible, say, hey, look, put some away for this. Bills. Yeah, yeah and, and then you got to think about, like, W-9s, taxes, all that other kind of stuff mm -hmm. as well. And you heard that thing about USC already coming out. What do you think about that? Holy, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Holy, you know, tell me, man, Uncle Sam is 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 no joke. I learned that last year when I was in California. Got my W-2s, pay my taxes. I'm like, I got to pay what? <laughs> and so, so yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's no joke. And then now I got to do it for, you know, New Jersey, New York. And it's just like, that's why like, I'm trying to get back down to Florida ASAP so I ain't got to worry too much about that. Because it's like, man, like, this is... This is no joke, man. Like these taxes, man, it, it, it's brutal. It, it, it's brutal. So, I think with these salary caps that we were talking about, within those contracts, if they can implement maybe like a couple team financial advisors, it can be more than one. I mean, Florida, I'm pretty sure they're partnered with Wells Fargo, I believe, right? Wells Fargo. Yeah, I think so. You get a couple of advisors for the team. And not just like football team, but basketball team, whatever the case is. Now, now, now it's different. Now, now these guys can understand money a little better. They're still not going to understand 100% because they're 18, 19, 20. But at least they have an idea of like, okay, I gotta, I gotta put some to the side, and then the rest I can, you know, do what I want. So it's just really, it's really just about formatting and how you want to like operate as a as a team and as an organization but yeah i think getting a couple financial advisors would would be beneficial yeah you got to watch it man at the end of the year you get that w2 that w9 is what comes up 
it sneaks up on you when you when you do your taxes. So, uh, yeah, man. yeah, that's uh, I've, I've learned from that, too. But uh, unfortunately, I don't I don't make millions of dollars like that from a W-9. So I don't really owe a lot. But uh, mm, you do man, owe money. Sorry. You do owe money at the end of the year. Just uh, for yeah. all you guys out there that are on NIL deals and do get a W-9. Just remember, put some money aside for those taxes because they're going to come yeah. back. And sneak up on you and bite you in the ass. <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, yeah, I remember it because uh, one of my favorite athletes of all time is Kill O'Neal, and he was telling. I, I remember he was telling the story about his rookie rookie card deal, like traded card deal, and it was like a million. And so he got hit. He got himself a car, his dad and his mom a car. So that's like six hundred fifty thousand or seven hundred thousand gone already. And so when he gets his when he gets like his statements, he goes. The heck is FICA? <laughs> and they took yeah. like a hundred. They took like a hundred fifty thousand, hundred fifty thousand out the bank. And it's just like Uncle Sam ain't no joke, man. He's he's no joke. And that's why, like, that's why, like, now, like, I'm I'm glad my dad kind of showed me that, like, when I was like twenty, because when I was eighteen, nineteen, I can tell you, I was going, I was going out every every weekend at florida every single weekend and then once i got older i was like yeah i need i need to calm down i need to start saving saving up because like these you know these five ten dollar entries they they will add up you might not think they do but they boy they add up so yeah it's it's a crazy world of nil and that's why i think like um you know just being 38 you know you're you're a lot older now too you're you're, fr- you're fresh out of college you, you you've been established you've had some you had some jobs you've moved you back moved back on the east coast too by the way Thank which God. i which i'm glad you did because now our times aren't construed anymore with the west Man. coast time um but you know, you get older and, and you're just like you think differently about it. You've experienced a lot more things when you're older. You know what taxes are. You know how things work. So it, it, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a thin line you, you cross with NIL and kids being that young and all that. But, you know, as I said, like NIL, it, 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 I think kids should benefit from their name, image and likeness. Uh, as you said, financial advisors as well. But at the same time, like throwing this much amount of money at these kids, like I don't I just don't think that's a smart thing. And then, you know, you see what Miami's done so far. Like, half the recruiting class probably is not going to Miami without those big-time NIL deals. Without without the bands, right, at all. Right. I don't think any of them do. And now you're thinking to yourself, well, are these kids going to even care to play here and they just came here for the money? Or are they actually going to go out there and try to to play at Hard Rock with only like two hundred fans in the stadium? <laughs> like, and I and I and I and I knew it was about money because like I was just I was thinking I was like, first of all, Miami hasn't been back in years. Yeah. Those stadiums are net. Those stadiums are never filled. I'm like, it's got. It must be the money. It must be the money. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, that's that's the that's the only real explanation because, like. Again, I don't really know who the John Ruiz guy is, so I don't know what he says or what exactly the way what he does, other than he's like a billionaire lawyer. But it's like he can't sit there and tell me that those seats are gonna be filled on Saturdays. Like he can't he can't sit there and tell me that. So I don't know, man. Like I said, it must be the quote Dion, must be the money. So Yeah, they'll they'll be filled by like game one and then by game four they'll they'll game, be back to normal. Game two probably. Game game two is probably just I mean, even at the FSU game, my homeboy, uh, who's a no, he went down there. He said it was packed for about five minutes, and then everybody cleared it. So, yeah, that's a good thing about the University of Florida is even when we're losing games, 
the whole team it, stays, like the whole yeah. crowd stays there, and they sing "Don't Back Down" and everything else like mm-hmm. that. Like, there's so much support. Even like I was at the LSU game; it was 42 right. to 21 before the fourth quarter. Everybody mm-hmm. was still there. Nobody left. Yep. Everybody's still there. And then Anthony Richardson has that big run. Rip, right, right to the house. That place went insane, too. Oh, my gosh. It, it was un- unreal. And you almost come back and win that game. So mm-hmm. it matters a lot, man. Like, uh, you got to weigh out the – you got to weigh out everything before you sign these big-time NIL deals. So. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, Clifford, thank you for coming on and uh, discussing a little bit of NIL. Just wanted to get your thoughts since you've been a student athlete before, and I know you were kind of on the cusp of the NIL, and you were you were out the door before it kind of started and all of that. Uh, what you got any more thoughts on the NIL or anything else? Uh, I would say uh, uh, take care of your ch- uh, to quote Marshawn Lynch, athletes. Take care of your take care of your chicken. I'm not saying you can't, you know, you can't like splurge every now and again, but like take care of your chicken. Cause by the time you 21 or no, 22 or 23 or 30, you gotta start making making good decisions. So just take care of your chicken. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like what? Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> definitely don't do that. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what you got coming up for us, Clifford? I know you're uh, you're back on the East Coast. You're in what? New Jersey now, right? New Jersey. Yep. Uh, I'll probably move back down to Florida at some point um, next year for sure. Uh, January 5th, man, it's my last day uh, with the NBA. You know, I'm going to be doing uh, my own thing as an influencer, YouTuber, everything, you know. So just trying to take the, you know, the Clifford show, you know, to, to new heights. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens from there, man, you know. Uh, time, time will tell. So I think I have confidently, I think I have already like a good, like blueprint, you know, with my TikTok and IG following. So definitely just trying to expand my horizons on that. And, um, and we'll see, man, cause you know, this content pays the bill. So, you know, we'll see. That's right. For all you folks out there, Clifford Taylor's a free agent right now. So uh, <laughs> send all inquiries to Clifford Taylor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, Clifford. Thank you for joining me. I'll get in swap, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Jingle balls, jingle balls, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to shave with the performance package 4.0. Hey, all right. I had to get that one off, guys, and I know my singing skills aren't the best, and I promise I'll stick to podcasting, but you can improve your shaving skills today when you head on over to manscaped.com and order your performance package 4.0 today at manscaped.com with promo code SWAMP20. Head on over to manscaped.com today and save 20%. Plus, get free shipping on all Manscaped.com products when you use promo code SWAMP20. Look, the Performance Package 4.0 and the Weed Whacker has worked wonders for me, and it can do the same for you too, folks. I also love the extra ball support I get from the Manscaped boxer briefs. You know, you're not getting a lot of that chafing and when you're jogging and all that other kind of stuff. And my wife loves and raves and rants about the Manscaped body wash. So if you want to impress your significant other this Christmas and also yourself for all you ladies out there, Head on over to manscaped.com and use promo code SWAMP20 and give your significant other and yourself the ultimate present of a lifetime this Christmas. Manscaped.com, the ultimate best in men's grooming. You're listening to Getting Swamped with David Soderquist. All right, that was Clifford Taylor giving his thoughts on NIL and some things schools have to consider when getting an athlete to come to their school. And I think Florida has been very adamant about not getting into bidding wars with schools. But man, 
you're going to have to find a way to get some of these elite athletes to the University of Florida. I mean, Georgia's your competitor in the East, and they're definitely not slowing down when it comes to recruiting. And you're going to have to play Miami here shortly in a few years. So he's really been kicking your butt on the trail for some of these athletes. But we'll see what happens down the stretch here come early signing day, national signing day as well. And some of these guys that are going into these Under Armour All-American games as well. But Josh Pate, man, really really knowledgeable guy from 24-7 Sports, had a good quote about NIL as well earlier in this week on the late kick, and I want to go ahead and play the clip here real quick. Some of the big dogs, some of the established programs in this country are not paying unproven kids untold amounts of money. There may be rare exceptions. Quarterback, obviously, is chief among them. They're going to spend money on quarterbacks. They are not paying 800 grand to an offensive tackle. They're just not. They are not going to do it. And there may be another program out there that does do it, and you got a choice to make. Do, do you want to go somewhere where you get the immediate money, and it, it's questionable whether you'll get developed, or do you want to go to a place that has a long and established track record of developing your position, knowing that, number one, your NIL earnings potential is going to peak the moment you step on that campus, and especially the moment you play for that team. And number two... There's this other NIL thing. It's called the NFL. Those are the three letters you really need to be concerned about. And some of these programs may not offer you a great big NIL bag before you've played a down for them out of high school. But what they do offer is eventually some lucrative NIL opportunities and NFL opportunities. Now, someone's going to ignorantly come into comments and say, that's foolish. The NFL could find you anywhere. If you can play, the NFL will find you. I never said they wouldn't, friend. There's a big difference in being drafted in the sixth round and late in the first round. And the fact of the matter, and this is inarguable, is the program you go to has a very, very disproportionate impact sometimes on how draftable you end up being. Translation, if I am an offensive guard, there are certain programs out there I could go to and do everything in my power take care of every bit of business on my end, and I still get underdeveloped. Whereas if I went to the school down the road, I put forth the same performance. They're just better at developing me. I just made life-changing money. Maybe school A was going to offer me 110 grand in NIL coming out of high school. Maybe school B said, suck it up and earn it. What was the right decision for me? Now, now Josh brings up some good points there, and Clifford brought up some good points too as well. Established programs are not paying unproven kids untold amounts of money unless they're desperate. Like, if you're a desperate program that wants to be successful, like Miami, look at Miami. They, they've uh, Miami's going to be brought up a lot because they've been kicking our butt in recruiting and recruiting and with an IL and all that. But look at look at Miami right now. They, they're bad. They're terrible. They need a whole complete roster turnover, kind of like we do. Uh, we, we may not have it as bad as Miami does, but like, look at it. They're desperate right now to get anybody that they can on that campus. And right now, their tactic is just to play keep away from Florida is what they're trying to do. When in reality, they need to sit there and look at their whole roster and say, where do we need people? Where do we plug them in at? And what do we need? Do we need a quarterback? Do we need an offensive lineman? Do we need a defensive lineman? Um, they're not doing that. Um, as you all know, if you guys follow social media, um, John Ruiz is, is a big mouth uh, lawyer that's angry all the time, whatever. Uh, but... He's playing keep away this whole time. He, he any any prospect Florida's after, he's trying to keep it away from him because he's angry and uh, he gets mad at social media a lot. When in reality, he needs to be sitting there saying, look, where do we need people at and what can I spend my money on? And if I do spend my money, why am I going to spend a lot of money on somebody that's unproven, that's a five-star athlete to come to the school? 
okay, that's your decision. You're scratching your own lottery ticket there. But you really, when it comes down to NIL, you need to recruit for your positions of need. And I think Florida has done that. Now, of course, they haven't won the battles against Miami. And a lot of them, they did flip Jane Rashada, which they did need a quarterback in this class. They did get Stokes, and we all know the Stokes situation. So thank God uh, Jane Rashada flipped to uh, Florida there. But Florida's recruiting for positions of need. They don't care. Like, Billy Napier doesn't care. He doesn't get on Twitter. He doesn't get on social media to see what John Ruiz is saying. Uh, Corey Raymond doesn't do that. That whole staff doesn't do that. They don't care. They could care less. But what they do care about is losing these recruiting battles. And I'm pretty sure the staff is upset. I know the staff was upset when they lost Cormani. They were they were irritated. They were pissed. I heard a, a lot about a lot about that. But, you know, Florida doesn't care what's going on. But at the same time, they are losing prospects right now to other schools, whether it is Miami or somebody else. So they got to look into that and figure out, okay, what what kind of NIL money do we have? How do we spend it? And I think Florida did a pretty good job on this next thing that that Josh Pate brought up, quarterback being chief among them and spending money on them. Look at Jane Rashada. You flipped him back from Miami. He had a kind of a change of heart there, but you did offer him quite a bit. Uh, DJ Lagway, you went ahead, you spent money on DJ Lagway. You got him in the 2024 class. Uh, you didn't really spend money, I guess. You've offered him an NIL deal, and he'll take it once he enrolls because no, no kid can benefit from NIL until they are fully enrolled anyway. But you, you went ahead and said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give him this contract when he comes to Florida. We'll promise him this. So you went ahead and got your quarterbacks for your play, your, your class. So you want to spend the most of your NIL money on that particular part. But you got to get pieces around that quarterback to make them successful, which Florida did with wide receivers. Not really good at tight end, I guess. Um, offensive line, you did okay. I, I, I think you still should have... Uh, Open the doors for Samson, but as I said, Billy Napier said he's not getting in any bidding wars, so uh, gonna have to turn to the portal, I guess, on that. Uh, I don't, I don't know what their strategy is going to be after that, but um, Florida did take care of that problem at quarterback, not paying a lot of offensive tackles. Josh Pate said linebackers, etc. Yeah, you don't want to break the bank on like skill positions that may not matter as much as like other ones, like quarterback. You really you want that to be the chief among them, as we said. So. Having a limit on certain positions, I think, would would be a tactic there. But if you if you're gonna spend all your money on your quarterback, you gotta get skilled players around him. You gotta get an offensive line to protect him as well. So if it was me, I would go quarterback, offensive line or skill position next, and then worry about your defense and everything else. But that's just my theory on it. Josh Pate also said going to a school that's questionable, but they have a big NIL bag or go to a school that has a long established track record of putting kids in the NFL. And you, and you heard Clifford talk about it. I said, would you rather go to school A that offers you maybe a dollars $200,000 more, even shoot, even $500,000 more, or take a little bit less and go to a school that has a proven track record? Uh, you know, kids aren't turning down Alabama no matter what they're offering them because it's Alabama. They've put kids in the NFL. Same with Georgia. They put kids in the NFL. Florida puts kids in the NFL. Um, they're not turning down successful teams, and I'm pretty sure Alabama, with their track record, they probably don't have to offer as much as all these other schools. As I said, there are schools out there that are desperate. Miami's a desperate program. They'll pay for anybody to come to that school right now, and that's where you run into a problem that you have like Jimbo Fisher, where you pay all these five stars, these eight five stars, these top 104 stars, you give them all these NIL offers and say, here, you'll make all this, and then you run into a problem where there's 
about 30 Texas A&M players in the portal. You have culture issues over there with, uh, you know, kids getting caught with smoking weed in the locker room or having a vape pen. I don't even know what it was. Uh, or they're speeding through parking lots with Hellcats because you offered them so much money in NIL deals. And you run into that. You run in, you're going to run into a big culture problem there. Now, you get a kid on your campus and you offer them yeah, lucrative, a lucrative NIL deal like Josh Pate said. But then you, you structure it. And Florida's got one of the best structured NILs out there. And I'll say that without a shadow of a doubt. They can set you up to where you can make money off of Gatorade if you perform this way. Or you can make money off this. Or you can make money off this through NIL as well through your performance once you get enrolling on campus. So I'm taking that kind of an NIL, NIL deal over somebody that's just going to whatever. Like I would rather just take less money. And that and, – and that, certain thing and these kids will learn i mean the, the, these kids will go to these schools and say oh well that's a big that's a big nil deal well i can go into the portal a year later and just not have to worry about it anymore right i can take like and like if it doesn't work out for me and, and i got offered offered all this money i'll go in the portal i mean i can go back to school a or school b or somebody else and that's the problem that like i think florida's trying to avoid i think they're trying to avoid getting like I'm not even going to say that they're toxic players. I think they're trying to get play, avoid the problem of causing locker room toxicity uh, with the NIL plus like getting players that actually just want to come to the school and not just be all about the money. So I kind of get where some of the recruiting failures have come from Florida with the whole Miami stuff. Uh, I think Billy Napier's a little he's playing it a little bit more smarter here. He's not getting into a bidding war. And with Dan Mullen and the culture that he brought, uh, he he's trying to get rid of that right now. So. I think as much as we like to get upset and say, oh, why didn't they just pull the, you know, red carpet out for this guy? It may not be as bad as we think it is. But as I said, man, you're competing with Georgia in the SEC. It's just a hard spot to put it. It's a double edged sword when you think about it in a little bit. And we I talked about it on Twitter a little bit as well. And Josh Pate with the last one that stood out the most to me. There's a difference in being drafted late as opposed to being drafted first round like okay, well, they put kids in the NFL. I can go over here and get this big NIL opportunity. Yeah, but would you rather be drafted in the sixth round NFL or would you rather be drafted in the first round with a with a school that has a track record or a place you actually just want to be at instead of just going to a school in a place that you don't want to be at and just sitting there and rotting for two to three years and hoping that you get more NIL opportunities and then you get drafted in the fifth round. So... That's just a lot of things to think about if you're a kid, man. This is, NIL has really changed the game. And when I say they changed the game, they changed the game. Um, it, it is good to have the funds to be able to offer NIL deals to uh, kids. Uh, but as I said, I, I don't think the staff's getting in a bidding war. But I think that the the more, you know, donations from the collective or Gator Guard, whatever, I think the more that there's the more buy in that there is to that, the more that they can kind of spread out. The, the, yeah, I just don't, I don't know how that whole thing works, to be honest. I don't know the inner workings of NIL with through Gator Collective or anything like that. I'll probably get Eddie on and talk about it a little bit here on the next podcast. And I might reach out to him. But, uh, folks, good good points brought up today. NIL, recruiting, Josh Pate, Clifford Taylor. And I know the bowl game didn't go the way that we wanted it to. The season didn't go the way that it wanted it to. But we got to turn the page, man. Under Armour All-American games are coming up as well for a lot of the players that are on our recruiting class. And I'll say this too. And I did a breakdown uh, on, on Twitter 
before I do the breakdown, I'll say this. We've had, this is the most Under Armour All-American kids we've had in a game in a long time. I think we got like nine or ten guys that are going to be in Under Armour All-American games. So if you look at recruiting and you like the rankings, this is a chance for these guys to improve their rankings with their performance in the Under Armour All-American games, plus get a little bit of an insight of how the players might play once they get to the University of Florida. It's just a fun game to watch, especially when you finally have guys that are in that game and you can watch it. I, I remember being so upset every year I couldn't watch no Under Armour All-American games because we only have like one guy in there because of Dan Mullen. So at least we've got a good amount of guys in the Under Armour All-American games, the Army games, uh, the Polynesian Bowls, all that kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting to watch coming down the stretch. And I'm just glad the season is over. And as far as we're upset with recruiting, this is the best player average ranking that we have had in, I think, like 10 years. Um, Average player ranking right now, 92.21. We'll see where it fluctuates up or down or whatever coming down the stretch. But right now, Florida, with the highest player rating that it's had since 2010, 2011. So it may be ranked not top 10 or 11 or wherever it's at right now, but the quality of player is so much higher than it has been in in previous years. Florida right now sitting at an 85.7% blue chip ratio. I think teams that usually make it to the national championship as a four-year roster have like a 76% blue chip ratio or, or, or more than that. So Florida's on the cusp of that. And uh, it, it's not the most elite class when you look at it rankings-wise, but when you literally like try to break it down, it's not as bad as we think, but it it needs to be better. You can't be fifth in the SEC in recruiting and expect to make it to a playoff every year. But as I said, it's a bump class. It's Billy Napier's actual first full year to recruit because when he came in, he had a transition class and he had less than a month to even recruit and get his staff in here. So you can't blame Billy Napier for the last recruiting cycle, but this recruiting cycle, there's a little bit, I guess, uh, of blame, but really you're, you're year one of recruiting. I'm really curious to see how the 2024 class shapes up. You already got two guys that are going to be five-star guys in this class. The hope is to hold on to him. I don't think DJ Lagway's going anywhere anyway, so that's a good sign. And we'll see if getting a big-time five-star quarterback in the NIL era helps Florida down the stretch to get a top-five class or possibly even push them into the top three. But, folks, that'll do it for this episode of Getting Swamped. And I will have on another guest to talk a little bit more about recruiting and some of the NIL stuff. Uh, I might have Eddie Rojas on or Bill Sykes or something coming in in the next week or so. But that's where Florida turns the page at pretty much for the most part. It's going to be a lot of recruiting. And of course, you'll have spring practice and all that afterwards and uh, spring game (laughs) in April. But folks, that'll do it for this episode of Getting Swamped, your latest in football statistics, special guests and social media. Thank you all for listening to Getting Swamped.